Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am your host, Anthony Livingston Hall. Julius Dr. J. Irving set the sports world all at Twitter last week when he said that LeBron James would never be good enough to make it even on his B-team of all-time NBA greats. But, much to my shock and dismay, a few conversations I've had since then suggest that many of you probably have no idea who he is. So, to establish standing and context, I hope it suffices to know that Dr. J thrilled basketball fans during his heyday of the 1980s more than Michael Jordan did during his of the 1990s and certainly more than LeBron is doing during his today. <laughs> but the point is that I was not at all surprised by Dr. J's remarks because I knew this was the exceptional case where it was the doctor who was just following orders. I knew LeBron's decision to, quote, take my talents to Miami, unquote, would haunt his legacy. And I'm not just saying that today, because I expressed a disappointment and cast judgment in real time in LeBron Abandons Cleveland for Miami on July 13, 2010. And uh, please forgive me for quoting a relatively long excerpt here, but I think you'll find it damning and prescient in equal measure. Accordingly, I quote, it's important to bear in mind that LeBron's all-consuming ambition to win a championship is the same ambition that motivated and still motivates all great NBA players. Winning everything really is everything to them. And he will surely win in Miami for the triumvirate of LeBron, Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade has the same potential to dominate during the playoffs as other championship triumvirates like Magic, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and James Worthy of the Los Angeles Lakers and Michael, Bill Cartwright and Scottie Pippen of the Chicago Bulls. The only question for LeBron is, what price victory? After all, finally winning on a team in a city where they suffered years of playoff frustration is what made winning a championship so sweet for superstars like Dr. J and Michael. Not to mention the unbridled pride and joy they brought to long-suffering fans in cities that, in the case of Dr. J's Philadelphia, had not won an NBA championship in almost two decades, and, in the case of Michael's Chicago, had never won one at all. By contrast, I fear winning for LeBron will be bittersweet. 
not least because, instead of being hailed as a basketball saviour in Miami, where the Heat won a championship just years ago, in 2006, he'll be regarded as nothing more than a hired gun, who they brought in for a few championships more. Even worse, though, no matter how many championships he wins in Miami, LeBron will be forever haunted by the fact that he abandoned not just his hometown team, but his childhood home to do so. End quote. Again, I wrote that 11 years ago, and the seminal point is that the Miami Heat was already a championship team. Therefore, it was hardly surprising when LeBron helped it win repeat championships in 2012 and 2013. But he learned soon enough that even the sweet taste of repeat NBA championships could not erase that bitter taste of abandonment. Only this explains him returning home to Cleveland to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the die was cast on his greatness. Indeed, which of these do you think is more worthy of being hailed as great? 1. A player who stays with his struggling team until he leads it to a championship. Or 2. A player who abandons his struggling team to join a championship team for a guaranteed championship ring, even if he returns to that abandoned team and finally does what he should have stayed and done in the first place. I mean, can you imagine Boston's Larry Bird taking his talents to Los Angeles for a guaranteed shot at a championship ring? Hell... If he had done that, even the notorious betrayer Benedict Arnold would have nothing on him in the contempt files of Bostonians. Meanwhile, I get why sports commentators continually foment debate about whether LeBron is greater than Michael. This is just their version of clickbait. Because, as good as LeBron undoubtedly is, he's still two NBA rings and a world of on-court gamesmanship away from being worthy of any serious debate in this respect. That said, if you love this game, you are probably wondering... What about Kevin Durant's equally opportunistic decision to take his talents to Golden State? Well, it just so happens that I schooled him in similar fashion. In, players like LeBron and KD can never be among the greatest. On September 14, 2018. And, with your indulgence, another relatively long excerpt seems in order. So again, I quote, He is the reigning MVP of the reigning NBA champion Golden State Warriors, 
except that Durant abandoned his team, the Oklahoma Thunder, in 2016 to join the Warriors, who had just won its latest NBA championship in 2015. Therefore, it was hardly surprising when KD helped it win repeat championships in 2017 and 2018. This is why he is more like LeBron and can never be like Mike. Donald Trump created all kinds of new norms in politics, which have leaders pursuing personal glory at all costs, the welfare of the country be damned. Arguably, LeBron created a new norm in sports, which has players pursuing championship rings at all costs, loyalty to any team be damned. My take on LeBron makes clear how I feel about this if-you-can't-beat-them-join-them route to NBA championships. But I am sure the flack I got for daring to poo-poo his greatness stemmed partly from the fact that I have no standing, as a player or as an analyst, to criticize him. This is why I was so gratified last week when no lesser person than NBA Hall of Famer and TV analyst Walt Clyde Frazier poo-pooed KD's greatness, and not least because, in doing so, he echoed what I said about LeBron eight years ago. Specifically, here is what NBC Sports quotes Clyde the Glide, saying on August 30, 2018. Durant... As great a player as he is, I would still hold back, man, because, you know, he joined a team that really didn't need him. For him doing that, I still don't give him the credit he would have probably deserved if he had stayed in Oklahoma and won a title with that team. <laughs> with apologies to Clyde. Indeed. I would say I couldn't have said it better myself, but that's basically what I said. The only question is whether Clyde would change his opinion if KD fully emulated LeBron by returning to Oklahoma and finally delivering that championship he promised. Of course, he would probably abandon it again for greener pastures if the struggle resumed, just like LeBron, who has now taken his talents to Los Angeles. Incidentally, Clyde stayed with his struggling New York Knicks until he led it to its only two NBA championships in 1970 and 1973. Unfortunately, the team thanked him by trading him out to pasture in, of all places, Cleveland. In any event, Having aped LeBron by selling his basketball soul for a championship ring or two, the die is cast on KD's greatness too. End quote. Again, I apologize for the length of that, but I hope, taken together with the LeBron excerpt, it explains why Dr. J's controversial remarks merely echoed what I wrote he and other legends must have been thinking when LeBron abandoned Cleveland 11 years ago. For the record, 
The players who made Dr. J's cut for his A-team are Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Those who made it for his B-team, or, as he might prefer to call them, his second generation of all-time NBA greats, are Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Carl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But, no doubt mindful of the inevitable backlash, the April 28 edition of the New York Post describes Dr. J echoing my point about LeBron pioneering the team shopping for easy championships that is now trending in the NBA. More to the point, he made clear his contempt for it, reportedly chuckling as he scoffed that any player can win if he gets to pick his own team. <laughs> here, here. But unlike Dr. J, I grant LeBron a little redemption for returning to Cleveland after his stint in Miami to win with his home team. Likewise, though, I give Dr. J credit for leaving himself even off his B-team. I doubt even mediocre players today would be so modest. Not to mention that I would pick Dr. J before Carl Malone for my A-team of all-time NBA greats. But hey. Coming full circle... The prevailing argument against Dr. J's remarks is that players are exercising clout he could never have even dreamed of. This, by building their own super teams, the owners who used to treat them as slaves, be damned. Except this also means that loyal fans who used to hail them as heroes, be damned. Not to mention that LeBron returned to Cleveland and built a super team to win the championship. In doing so, he undermined this fatuous idea of great players needing to join championship teams to win, instead of building their own at home to do so. Mind you, there is nothing wrong with players like LeBron and KD using their newfound clout to prevail upon owners to build super home teams to support them, respectively. But they should wait until they retire to try to be like Mike. That is, by building a team they actually own. For now, though, everyone is expecting the Los Angeles super team LeBron picked to meet the Brooklyn 1KD picked in this year's NBA Championship Finals. And the consensus is that KD's will easily prevail. No doubt this is because LeBron is already conceding, with preemptive excuses about recurring injuries being such that he doesn't think he will ever be 100% for the remainder of his career. Except that teams Yanis Antetokounmpo is building in Milwaukee and Luka Doncic is building in Dallas, 
like Mike, respectively, might throw a monkey wrench in that road to the finals. Of course, I couldn't care less, because my team, the Washington Wizards, hasn't been a legitimate contender since the late 1970s. But hey, nobody can post triple doubles like our new hired gun, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Still, this is not college basketball, where a Cinderella team can have one good night and eliminate a prohibitive favorite from the playoffs. A team has to win the best of seven games for four rounds to win the championship. Even so, I am picking Milwaukee to win it all. Because, unlike LeBron and KD, Yanis is doing it the old-fashioned way. He's earning it. Ah. That's it, and if you liked it, please subscribe. It's free. If you'd like to contact me, I invite you to email anthonyhall279 at gmail.com or use the contact feature on my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.